Venmo, PayPal, and if you're sending a large amount, which which we could use, um, you we can give you our bank account information. So uh, I will continue to preach by the grace of God. You will be able to uh, eventually see me live whenever I, I preach. I don't want to leave America. I certainly don't want to leave where God has placed me right now. In um, probably the most quiet neighborhood in America. And most peaceful. And I would love to stay. But... Uh, Eventually, they're going to come from my head because of how I preach against the abomination of homosexuality. I am not going to call a man a woman by a woman's name. I'm not doing it. I'm telling you right now. I can't. I'm not going to listen to some child tell me and scream in my face and tell me these are my pronouns you must call me by these pronouns no sir no ma'am I'm not doing that I'm not going to play that game all of that is demonic people and they are slow cooking you people and uh, you need to join me and move to a country where it is uh, in the law that committing any uh, sodomy or hom homosexuality is against the law. So with that said, please pray for me. I thank God for all of you. I, I've done the best I could and God has given me peace that I've done all I could to try to save the church and save America. And so, pray for my family, uh, especially my children, they're younger, and they don't see the danger uh, like so many of your children uh, of staying here. But one day, one day they will, because I believe God is going to, going to destroy America, because... She is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. With that said, my beloved, let's stand for the reading of God's holy word. As I continue to preach, pardon me. It looks like, okay, there's some buffering or something going on. As I continue to preach in your hearing on this Saturday night, and I thank God for the many Saturday night services we've had. Sound check, sound check, good. The grace of God and the promise of the second coming or the um, the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ 
should produce changed behavior in your life as a Christian. Part 6, the Second Coming Chapel, message number 321. So as I said, by the grace of God, I want to preach in your hearing by the grace of God. In the series, The Grace of God and the Second Coming of Christ, which we call the Blessed Hope, should produce both of those things. Should produce changed behavior in your life as a Christian. Permanent changed behavior. We're not saying you won't mess up, you will. Part 6, Second Coming Chapel, Sermon number 321. Turn in your Bibles to Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. This is the Word of God. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Salvation is not only salvation from hell, it is salvation from sin. Because, see, sin causes hell and hellaciousness in this life and in the life to come. Okay? So, don't get it twisted. Jesus Christ died for your sins to save you from your sins, which is causing you to live a sinful, hellacious life and then go to hell to spend eternity in that awful place. So understand that. Understand that, please. This, if you're thinking that, oh, I got saved from hell, but I can go ahead and live my ungodly life, you have never been saved. You have never been born again. And I'm going to try to explain that by telling you something, maybe three times, so that you can get it. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Holy Father God, what a day it has been. Thank you for the two previous services. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity and the privilege to serve you 
by passing out gospel tracts in two different locations today. And Lord, we thank you for blessing us to serve you in doing other things, many other things, to attract people to you and to your gospel. And Holy Father God, uh, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy for the first coming of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and for him, and for his second coming, which we look forward to. We praise you and we thank you for your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. Your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word in prayer, uh, helping us to get to that point in life, either through death or through the rapture. And Holy Father God, we are weak and feeble, and we know that you are strong and mighty, and we thank you for bringing us a mighty long way. We praise you and we thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. You have brought us a mighty long way, and we give you the glory, praise, and honor. As we used to sing the song, you have, uh, we have come this far by faith in you. And how that you, honoring that faith, as feeble as it may be, allowing us to do great exploits for your kingdom, for your glory, and in your name. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I do pray that you would have mercy and grace upon those of us who name the name of Christ tonight, and please forgive us of all of our sins, our failures, and our faults as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us, and fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, for the salvation of those in the church, including my wife, Marika White, and others in my family, extended. Religious, but lost, and church-going, but lost, serving in the church, but not saved. And then, Lord, we pray for the irreligious, those who have no interest in going to church. Lord, open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and save their souls. And Holy Father God, I pray that you would indeed cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirits of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of the hearts and minds and lives of my wife and her family and other people in our family who have that uh, demonic problem. 
And Lord, I pray and have had it for many years, and I do pray that you would give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And uh, Lord, help all of these people in our family and in our family extended and in uh, churches around the world who all have the same problems. For even you, Lord Jesus Christ, unfortunately in the first church had a Judas who betrayed you and he's in hell today. And so Holy Father God, Give us sweet victory once again over the world, the flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell. And Lord, thank you for blessing us with an energetic and uh, uh, productive day. And I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for uh, my last three children who are here, who have just given us two of the greatest weeks we have had in a long time. Uh, my daughter Daniqua, my son Daniel Ezekiel, my son Danielle, Lord bless them for being so faithful, so consistent, and so hardworking for your kingdom. And uh, at the same time, Lord, as they're grown now, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would uh, uh, bless their lives, lead, guide, and direct them in a blessed life. As you've done for uh, Danny, Danita, and uh, uh, Daniel, and, and uh, we pray for Danae. Uh, as well. And Lord, we praise you and we thank you for the good work that they've done for your kingdom down through the years and uh, impacting the entire world even to this day. Uh, and so, Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That you would receive all glory, praise and honor to your name. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, you have already informed me about some of the plots and plans and uh, attacks and persecutions uh, that I am receiving and will receive because of how I have preached, especially for over the past 12 years against an abomination that people are celebrating this month uh, and preached against it mostly in the church. And unfortunately, the church has turned, many people in the church have turned against you and uh, have allowed this foolishness. And now from it, as has been predicted, we're reaping the whirlwind of chaos and confusion. And so, Holy Father God, pave the way for me as you did for Lot to flee 
to the mountains to flee to another place because we're living in a country now called America that I don't even recognize. Teachers have been ordered evidently for this is a demonic concerted effort to indoctrinate children that poor mothers and fathers have sent to a beautiful scenic elementary school and middle school and high school and teachers are there who are homosexuals and lesbians and transgender and all of that and coaching uh, impressionable minds to change their name and to cut off their breasts and castrate, get castrated. Holy Father God in the church, sad to say, is powerless to do anything about it now. And I believe it's too late. And I believe that I'm getting that from you. Uh, that there's not going to be the revival that everybody talked about. And poor parents, secular parents, who were just working their jobs and waiting on a church to reach out to them and bring them out of the cold with Satan. And we have failed them. And now they're out there trying to fight this onslaught of satanic, abominable homosexuality and trans so-called genderism and uh, people talking about they have pronouns and that, that are not matching their uh, birth uh, gender and all kinds of foolishness. Legions of demons are coming out of hell. They're running out of alphabets and, and numbers and, and, and plus signs and everything else because they don't know who they are, what they are, when you made them a man and a woman. Very simple. And children have been destroyed over this. Their lives have been destroyed. Girls have cut off breasts that they can't grow back. Boys have cut off penises that they can't grow back. God have mercy. And then they want to put me in jail for preaching against this abomination, this sin and this evil. They want to put me in jail because I refuse to call a man by a woman's name. They want to take me off of Twitter and take our organization off of Twitter and other social media because we refuse to acknowledge it. We're not we're not going to say it and we're not even going to acknowledge that. We will say so-called or something like that. And so I'm not doing that so it's best for me to leave like Lot. And anybody in my family who wants to go, they can go. I believe that if they don't go with me now, I know my wife is going, they will eventually come. And so Lord, I pray that you'll bless me with enough money to build a tiny house for each and every one of them for they will be flying over as well. And so, Holy Father God, let your will be done. It's been a great journey, and I thank you for giving me the peace. First of all, giving me the privilege to do it, and giving me the peace that I fought a good fight and I have kept the faith by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit. 
and I give you all of the glory, praise, and honor. And Lord, I pray that wherever I'm at, I'll keep on preaching to the world via the uh, uh, technology that you have wrought. Protect my children, and all of them, all nine of them, and use them for your glory, praise, and honor. And save, uh, uh, make sure, Lord, I pray that you make sure all of them are saved. Help them to make sure that they're saved and fill them with the power of your Holy Spirit. And they will stand for you. For you have led me to train them well all by myself. And uh, I pray that they will show out for you no matter what happens. Bless and anoint the reading and the preaching of your Holy Word. On this, another Saturday, Second Coming Chapel service. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Let me try to say something to you three times. I want you to understand this. When we talk about how that the grace of God and the second coming of Christ ought to motivate you and move you to change the behavior. And we're not talking about for a day. We're talking about for a lifetime. Over a lifetime, people who are saved ought to bear fruit throughout their lifetime. They may not bear as much as others, but certainly the fruits of the Spirit. And this is not anything you have to really try to do. You do have to choose to do it. And I believe the passage indicates that. In my mind, that choosing to do it is probably less than 1% of your effort. It is God who is inside of you. Jesus Christ who is living on the inside of you. Motivating you. Nudging you. Leading you. Guiding you. He's not going to make you do it. You are a free moral agent and I hope that I can get that across to you that it is Jesus on the inside of you living out his life through you any mess ups that's on you any sin that's on you that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ but the good stuff you do that's Jesus on the inside of you simple things like staying with your wife who may not be saved Staying with your husband and not divorcing, uh, even though he may not be saved. Being able to tell your children, I love you, from the time they were born all the way up until they leave, even though they may not have been as lovable as they should be. Hugging your children. Uh, when they are unhuggable. Staying for your children's sake. To see them grow up and graduate and move on in life. 
and make sure that you, you've done everything you could do. You left everything on the field, so to speak. Say no to adultery when you feel like going into adultery with somebody. But consistently, every day, even though you're tempted, as I have been, by the grace of God and Jesus living on the inside and taking heed to the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit of God, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to be able to tell you all this three times, I thought I could. Uh, the Holy Spirit of God leads you to say no. Watch this. Jesus Christ on the inside, the Holy Ghost of God on the inside will not allow you, uh, let me put it this way, uh, will help prevent you from looking at pornography if you're born again. See, see, when you're born again and you're saved, it doesn't matter who's watching. You got me? Okay? Huh? It doesn't matter who's watching. Police officer. Authority figure over you. It doesn't matter who's watching. Because you know who's watching on the inside of you. His name is Jesus. And you have been through the process of chastisement. You have been through... Okay, unhook it. Unhook it. You have been through... Go and get the other one. Over here. Go and get the other one. You have been through... The process of chastisement with God and with Jesus. And you understand that they don't play. Now see, the only people who understand what I'm saying and they're paying attention and they say, they're nodding their head and they're saying amen is because these are people who are born again. I don't even have to look at you. I know. You're saved. See? Because you, you, you know what I'm talking about. People who are not saved have not had this experience. And so they have to live their lives based upon who's watching them. Truly born again saved people don't have to live their lives like that. They know who's watching on the inside, not from the outside, but on the inside. See? No, 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 wait a minute now. No, no, no man loves a fine, voluptuous woman more than me. Nobody. Nobody. That's my temptation. That's my besetting sin, if you will. Even though it's not besetting me right now. No, no red-blooded man uh, can get turned on by a beautiful, voluptuous woman like me. And so don't, don't even try to play me like that. Oh, I, I, think, I think a beautiful woman is the most beautiful thing on God's green earth. And he made that from the rib of a man, the side of a man. Okay, that's my temptation. I don't mind telling you. That's my temptation. And for most of you men, that's your temptation. But there's something deep down on the inside of me. And if you're saved, deep down on the inside of you. It's not our, wait, wait a minute. It's not our character. Come on, you people. You don't have any character. <laughs> don't make me laugh. 
These people talking about their character, their, their character, their integrity, and all that. We got some. We got a whole a bunch of Christian folks in evangelical circles who talk about that. Their character. They have good character. They have good integrity. You're a sinner. If it had not been for Jesus, you'd be in hell. You don't have any good character. You're depraved. Obviously, don't make me bring up the SBC report. You're depraved. Many of you pastors are depraved. And some of you women are depraved. And in, 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 in that report, in many cases, it's not the big bad man uh, taking down and raping the woman. is the woman or somebody's wife participating. Willingly. Then, as usual, it blows up and it turns into a big old mess. Okay, so get off of it. Get off of it. You got great character. You got great integrity. If you have any integrity, integrity at all, if you have any character at all, it is the character of Jesus Christ and the integrity of Jesus Christ. Bless your little heart. Get out of here with that mess. Oh, he's just such a great man of integrity. He's just such a great man of character. He's nothing but a depraved, wretched devil. If it, and if it had not been for Jesus Christ, he would be lost and on his way to hell. There's a thin line between those of us who are in the church and those who are not in the church. And what... And what... Uh, can be done by us. So uh, I'm trying to emphasize to you as best I can that it's not you. In the words of Spurgeon, it is all of grace. Now God will allow you a little something. You, you got to make a choice to do it. Like every morning, I have to. That's a part of me. I have to, I, I mean, I feel like praying with my wife and children, but I'm going to make it to the prayer altar with my wife and children somehow, and this, I got to make up my mind to do that. I, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like getting up early enough to pray with everybody. Sometimes I wish I could just lay there in the bed, stay there. But to pray with everybody and to get the day going, that's a choice. But God will help you with that choice because it is so important that you do that. Okay? I, 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 I've already told you. And I know my sweet evangelical brethren do not want uh, me to say it. But the truth is... When I sit in front of a computer, most times the first word that comes to my mind is not J-E-S-U-S. I would venture to say that's not the first word for you. But maybe I'm more wicked than you are. Because the word that pops in my head from the devil and from, I guess, my flesh as well is P-U-S-S-Y. Tell the truth. And shame the devil. Look at you people. But you're, but you're doing it though. See, you you with you with somebody else's p u s s y e y whatever. You 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 committing adultery and fornication. See, and you looking at pornography. I'm not doing that. Why? Because of Jesus Christ living on the inside. 
all glory, praise, and honor to him. So, uh, I'm not interested in that. Or I may be interested in it, but I'm not doing it because of him. I take no glory. In fact, I'm dead. And at some point, you need to get dead. That may not be your sin. That may not be your temptation. You might be a liar. Don't bow your head. It is not time to pray. You lie so much, you believe the lies yourself. You can't, you can't even tell the truth. Because the truth is not in you. You're a liar. Your feet ain't made and your heart pumps peanut butter. You're a liar. From day one, when you open your mouth, you find it hard to tell the truth. You may be a thief. Now, watch this. If Jesus is not on the inside of you regulating you to not lie, and, 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 and like I heard a preacher the other day, and he's, one of the, he's the first preacher I ever heard say it, but he, 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 I can tell he's a Christian because he said he told a lie to the people. And he backed up and said, that's a whole lie. I said, glory be to God. And contrary to what you think, when you tell the truth, people don't look uh, down on you about, when you tell the truth and you're transparent about your sins. They thank God that there's somebody telling the truth about themselves. They are transparent, see. The preachers who helped me the most throughout my Christian life have been transparent, honest Christians who did not do this sweet, evangelical, charismatic, fake Hold me back. Hold me back. Russell Moore, hold me back. Uh, my dear sweet evangelical brethren. Dr. Land is nothing but foolishness. Lies. And then, then later on, we see you in the funny papers doing all kinds of ungodly things. Depraved things, molesting children, raping women in the church. Got 44, almost 50 women have already filed a suit against you. Um, all of that. Come on. Mm -mm. Lying, being hypocritical, being fakes, phonies. In the white church and in the black church, the red church, the yellow church, the Baptist church, the charismatic church, the Bible churches. Bringing shame all across the country and around the world on Jesus' name. God gave you space to repent and you didn't take heed. Gave you chance after chance and you didn't take heed. When you do that with God, eventually he's going to expose you. Because it's no skin off of God's back. You see how they're honoring the queen over there in England? Queen Elizabeth. We now call her Queen uh, Elizabeth the Great. That's not because her children are great or her grandchildren are great. That's for sure. But we respect her. God's children are not great other than his son Jesus Christ but we respect God and we respect Jesus Christ even lost folks yeah the devil says Jesus I know Paul I know but who are you you better get up start running now
And so, my beloved, that's the main point I wanted to make to you tonight. That is not you, is Christ. Even at the point of pornography. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not addicted. You're lost and on your way to a devil's hell. And tell promise keepers and everybody else, I said it. You don't need a conference for Christian men to not be addicted to pornography. You need, a, you need a, an evangelistic crusade. These men need to be saved. Because if you can sit there for years on end and looking at pornography and not have a conviction enough to quit by Jesus, the regulator living on the inside of you, you're lost and on your way to hell. And that's a fact. I'm not saying we don't have struggles and all of that. We all do. But at some point, Jesus is going to deliver you from that. Or he will chastise you very severely to see if that will deliver you. And if that doesn't, he'll just take you on home. Okay? So, let me emphasize, and this is probably all I'm going to deal with tonight. It is not you. It is Christ in you. The hope of glory. That's when you are born again. When Jesus Christ enters into your heart, mind, soul, and spirit and takes over. And you, and, you're to, and you get to the point in your Christian walk where you can't even begin to think an evil thought, you're corrected. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You can't tell a lie, or you can do like that preacher who told a lie and told the people immediately, that's a whole lie. Please forgive me. And yes, you can lie like that, isn't that true? Save people. Yeah, you, before you know you've been told a lie, and, and, and you're convicted. You, you at least trying to find a place to confess it as sin and as a lie. You saw that voluptuous fine woman out of the corner of your eye on Mail Online news. And God will tell you, okay now, go and flip the page. You don't need to look over there. You don't need to click that button either. God will tell you that. Jesus will tell you that. No, nobody else, nobody, no accountability partner. I, 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 don't get me started on the accountability partners. They mean nothing. Because you can fool an accountability partner. And oftentimes the accountability problem, uh, partner, they, they have their own problem. They need, they, they have an accountability partner. And all up the line, we got people who got an accountability partner here. This person has an accountability partner. This person, uh, yeah, why do all that when you have Jesus with you 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Who will... In the late and black and dark night while you're looking at TV and you flip the channel and it's something demonic and ungodly, he'll tell you to turn quickly. Huh? Talk to me. Huh? All of these divorces in the Christian church, remarriages, in the last days, marrying and giving in marriage and all of that. That come from people not being saved. They don't fear God. They don't fear the word of God. They want to do what they want to do. That's it. 
and then that one don't last. You get your, you squeeze your pleasure out of that one, and then you want somebody else out the wild by and by, and you're going down the aisle again, all excited, and your arms all twisted up with a nasty cake all up everybody's nose and all of that right there. Two times, three times, a charm and all that foolishness. And neither one of you are spring chicken. <laughs> your old chicken. Your old rooster and old hen. And ain't nothing fresh about you. But yet you want to try to make it seem like it's all that. And it's not. You're going to be tired of that. And get tired of that uh, real quick like too. And you're going to have moments when you're going to wish you were back with the first one. At least Shaq, being transparent, told the truth. He said, I messed that up. Young and dumb. At least he admitted it. Now, you know when Shaq says, I messed it up, that means he still want her. He says she would have a baby out the baby out the baby and still be fine. So that's the main thing I want to get across to you. We're not talking about working for your salvation. We're not talking about you trying to be holy. Do you hear me, people? Please, don't get that impression. The devil will put that in your mind. We're talking about Jesus, who is holy, living through you. It's like easy, like Sunday morning. Isn't that one of, one of the singers? Song, Easy Like Sunday Morning. Yeah, you know. That's if you don't choose to sin and try to cross over the blood of Jesus, the Holy Ghost of God, the Word of God. You got to go over. You, listen, it's hard to sin, people. It's not easy to sin. Hard to sin for the Christian. You got to jump over the blood of Jesus Christ. You got to jump over the cross. You got to jump over uh, the Bible. You got to jump over the conscience that God gave you. You got to jump over the instincts that God gave you. Man, it's too much. And so, my dear friend, what I want to urge you to do, even you people who are in the church, I know you don't like it. I know you proud as the devil, and who are you to tell me? I've been in the church all of these years, and boy, I was in church before you were born. I know that's why you lost and on your way to hell. I got family members who think just like that. Boy, I've been I've been in church, man, all of my life. Before you were even saved, you was out there running the streets, and I was in church, and you lost and on your way to hell too, because you're trusting in your religion. You're trusting in your traditions like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they were all lost. The religious crowd killed Jesus. His brothers, family members, killed Jesus. Not so much the Romans. They were just ordered to do it. They carried it out. Like a military commander told them, go ahead on and do it. They have to do it. Police officers may not even want to arrest somebody, but if the commander tells them to arrest uh, him or her, they have to do it. But his family members and religious, the most religious people in the world, 
crucify Jesus. And the same thing happens today. And mind you, it was the religious people who always persecuted the prophets, who rebuked them and warned them and put them in muddy mire in prisons and punished them, killed them. Jesus reminded them, you're the children of these people. So don't get all caught up and proud that you come from a rich heritage of a religious family down at Mount Nebo Baptist Church or Pentecostal Holiness Church Incorporated. You still are lost and on your way to hell because religion does not save you. I want you to get that. I want you to understand that we're not talking about trying to be holy and trying to be clean and trying to be... You're going to keep on failing and failing and failing because you have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and He is not the Lord of your life. I haven't even touched my sermon that I am supposed to be preaching to you people and I haven't even touched it because God told me to make sure these people understand that is not you, it's Jesus living through you. And if you can't stop lying, you can't stop rebelling, you can't stop stealing, you can't stop uh, being uh, contrary and, and uh, disrespectful, you can't stop looking at pornography, you can't stop committing fornication, you can't quit Bo Peep, and you can't quit Sylvia. You can't quit your little swinging group. You're just so addicted. You're lost and on your way to hell. You need to examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. And, 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 and I know some of you are still not getting it. It is not about you. It is about Jesus Christ in you. He will regulate you. You don't need an accountability partner. You need Jesus. You need the Holy Spirit of God to change you from the inside out. Well, I read this book from the Christian store and I read this book and I just can't change. I'm not... I, 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 I tried to do their little rules and their little tools and their little keys and, and it's not working because you're not saved. You're not born again. And you love darkness rather than you love light. You love sin and pleasure more than you love righteousness and holiness because you're not born again. You're not saved. And you don't want to be saved because you know that if you truly get saved, you're going to have to let those things go. So with that, my dear friends, if you want to get saved, get saved tonight. In order to get saved, please understand that you are a sinner. You have done evil throughout your life. Even throughout your church life. In fact, you go to church for evil purposes. You do not go to church to worship God and to lift up Jesus. I know before I got saved, I went to church all of my life up until the age of 19. Uh, and, um, 
And I never went to church to glorify God or Jesus. It was just a social function. And I went to see Jennifer. Now, Jennifer was older than me, but she was fine. I went to see Janet. I'm just telling you the truth. I know my sweet evangelicals, my sweet Karen. Oh, why he got to say it like that? It, because it's the truth. And that's the reason why you go to church, you devil. That's why I went to church, man. Tried to get me, uh, not really a girlfriend or a wife, but to get uh, the, the pleasurable part. I was turned on by those hips. Rocking back and forth in that choir. That's what I was. I was in church. My dad was a preacher. Well-known preacher. And a good man. A loving man. Most loving man I ever met. He loved us too much. He let us get away with murder. My mother and the children. And I don't care if my family likes it or not. They know it. He didn't, he didn't know the full measure of love. And nobody taught him that. Love includes whipping you behind and rebuking you and not letting you do stuff as well. He didn't know that. He didn't have a father. He had a father, but his father died. So he's the most loving man I ever met. He, I mean, I hated the man. And the man never laid a hand on me. He should have. He should have whipped my ass B times. But he didn't. He didn't know to do it. Nobody taught him. And uh, I didn't go to church. I was in church. I hated going to church, but I went because my mother made me go. Thank God for that. But I went for the wrong reasons. I went to see Jennifer and Janice, and I went to go to sleep. Because the people did not understand that the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Redskins, they played at 12 noon, not 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They got the noons messed up. And so, I was asleep for two or three hours. Got the best sleep in the world. Got the best sleep of my life in church. And so there are some things you need to understand. First, accept the fact that you are a sinner like me. And that you have broken God's laws. So has the Pope. Don't let him fool you. So has the Dalai Lama. Don't let him fool you. So has even Joel Osteen. Don't let him fool you. As nice as he may be. And he has a great smile and all of that. But we're all sinners. Every preacher in the world is a sinner. Every bishop. Every priest. Every nun. We're all sinners. Don't let religious people fool you. And keep you out of heaven. And lead you to hell. Don't worry about the hypocrites. Focus on Jesus. He's not a hypocrite. And you know it. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have sinned against God. We all have failed God Almighty in his perfect, perfect, holy standard. We're nowhere near God. The Bible talks about how that we don't even think like God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty, there is a punishment for sin. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sins. We don't die because of 
a disease. We don't die because of cancer. We don't die because of a car crash like the football player and his beautiful girlfriend did just a few days ago. We don't die because of being shot like so many have. 200 plus mass shootings since the beginning of this year. One day it could be you. But that's not the reason why you die. You die because of your sins. Your sinful nature and your sinful choices. And if God will allow you to die from this beautiful place called earth because of your sins. If you don't do something about your sins like believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. If you don't stop by the cross and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ so that you can be saved, then God will allow you to go to hell to burn forever. You say, I don't believe that. God is too loving. Your unbelief, my friend, will not change the fact. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43-48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, Cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched, and if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched, my friend. These are the words of Jesus Christ, the most powerful preacher in the history of the world, made it very clear that if you don't believe in him, you will perish in hell forever. Jesus Christ said these words to show you how bad hell really is. It's better for you to cut your hand off. None of us want to live life without a hand or a foot or an eye. But Jesus says it's better for you to do that than to die and go to hell because of your sins. And you can avoid going to hell by simply believing in him trusting in him as your savior and lord and repenting of your sins and so my beloved hell is bad hell is sad sin causes hell in this life and in the life to come you know when people say well man i'm in hell right now they're saying that they're in sin right now because see sin makes life hell and the more you sin, the more hell in life you will experience. And then you will end up and die and go to hell because of your sin. See, that's how that works. Sin equals hell. Sin 
will take you further than you wanted to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and make you pay more than you wanted to pay. You say, well, preacher, what is sin? Lying, stealing, I've touched on it already. Having sex with people you're not married to. Homosexuality, adultery, and on and on. All the stuff that you're doing, drunkenness, party hard, jam, jam, boogie, boogie, letting the good times roll, messing with this woman and that man and all that kind of stuff like that. All that's going to lead you into hell. Oh, it may be pleasurable for a season, and sin is pleasurable for a season. But these pleasurable things were meant to be done with a husband and a wife, married in holy matrimony. It's still pleasurable. In fact, it's more so because you don't have any guilt with it. Okay? So do it God's way. Get saved and enjoy your life. God will bless you. The marriage bed is undefiled. Do as you please between a husband and a wife, a male and a female. God made sex. God made wine and these pleasurable things. And he wants you to use them or use them right for his glory, praise, and honor. Hell is sad. Hell is mad. Hell is bad. And hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you straight from Jesus Christ himself. I have no message for you other than what Jesus Christ said. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. My dear friend, just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered, he bled and died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live extern- uh, uh, eternally, rather, uh, live eternally, forever, everlastingly with him. And by the way, God wants you to be there. God wants you to go to heaven more than you want to go. Because he loves you. I don't understand that love, but I thank God for his love for me. And I bask in it. He wants you to bask in it. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart, my friend, tonight before you go to sleep. Because you may not wake up. One of our favorite actors died the other day down on an island, a beautiful island. Making a movie with a beautiful woman. He died in his sleep, see. When you die in your sleep, that's it. You can't get up and try to get saved. I mean, this, something happened in your body and you're gone. You could die in your sleep tonight. You say, preach, you are not to try to scare you. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you what Jesus is telling me to tell you. That's it. This is between you and God. God will not make you get saved and I can't. So it's up to you. I'm going to say whatever I can say to persuade you to get saved under God's authority. By the power of his Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ my Lord and my Savior. Pray and ask him to come into your heart dear friend today. And he will do so. 
Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on his name. Believe in your heart in Jesus Christ. Don't worry about other people right now. Make sure that you're saved, even though you may have been in the church all your life. And you can't sneak and do this. you got to be come clean, man. See, part of knowing that you are saved is you are open to coming clean and being transparent. You can't sneak into heaven. you got to be open and tell the truth. You thought you were saved. Now you, you understand that you were not. And I'm getting saved now. And with God's help, I, I will act like I'm saved. That's how you do that. For those of you who are religious and coming out of church life, and, and, and sad to say, one of the worst places to be for religious folk who think they know Jesus Christ is in the church. There are so many people who are lost in the church. And it's hard to convince a religious person who thinks that they're saved that they need to get saved. But Jesus said in that day, they will say unto me, Lord, Lord, have we not done this in your name? And Jesus is going to look at them and say, and he cannot do anything but uh, look at them in compassion and love because he is love. He's going to say to them, I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. You don't want that said to you. What you want said to you is, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight in a real sense. Believe that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. Was buried. He died, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of God. Pray and ask him to save your soul. Call upon him right now. Pray with me the sinner's prayer and mean it from your heart. Be sincere. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner. And that I have done evil in your sight. Many times. For Lord, I have lied before. I've stolen things before. I've even lusted before in my heart after people and things. And coveted after people and things. I've dishonored and disobeyed my parents many times and I have dishonored you by taking your holy name in vain and many other sins as you know for Jesus Christ's sake please forgive me of all of my sins my failures and my faults as I now 
believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your almighty power. Now, Lord, I know I don't deserve your love. I do know I deserve to go to hell. And I do not deserve to go to heaven. But, Holy Father God, I'm asking you now to please save my soul from hell and save my soul to heaven. Please change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins. And to follow you in the new life. and to turn from my evil. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer and meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, you are now saved from hell and you are on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. Congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer. Let's all stand for our closing prayer. If the Lord tarries is coming and we live, and it be the Lord's will, and the creek don't rise, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, please pray without ceasing. Please remember what I have shared with you. Uh, yours truly will be leaving the country to another country that does not tolerate the abomination of homosexuality, which is ruining our country, our children, our schools, our families, and the church has participated in it. And the church is now corrupted across the board. Thank God for God's faithful few. Thank God for the 7,000. And thank God for the remnant. And God knows who they are, and they know who they are. But for you, may I encourage you to pray without ceasing. Stay in the Word of God. It may take me a little while to get to my destination. Uh, but um, uh, I will be back. How about that? 
I will be back by the grace of God. And uh, until I leave, I'll continue to preach and try to help you get through the most difficult times you've ever seen in America. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here one more Saturday night to preach your holy word. Thank you for all of the good work that has been done today. Help your children, help your young people, help your saints to not get weary in well-doing, but to understand that one day they're going to wish they had done more once they get on the other side. And Holy Father God, I pray that you'll help everybody to pray without ceasing throughout this night. Bless us with a wonderful afterglow and grant all of us a great night of rest and sleep. And wake us up with the mind to praise you and to worship you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time.